0: Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrodoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave, Day 3, 32 teams in 32 days with Brodo Fantasy. Today, we have the Patriots on deck. I am your host, of course, Tim Petrop, here with my two brothers, Michael and Jason Petrov, what's up, guys? What's up? What to do? If you are new to Broto Fantasy, uh, we do this every week, every single week. We could look at every single fantasy relevant player that there is. Two episodes per week plus extras. If you go on Patreon.com/slash Broto Fantasy and support us, or BrotoFantasy.com uh, to go check out our other stuff, including articles, our exclusive stats, our breakdowns, etc., etc., etc. Okay, you guys et cetera, ready? Etc. 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 We've been doing this as long, but we have not been doing this nearly as long as Bill Belichick has been doing this. It is the 900th year, I believe, Bill Belichick. Since he sold I think his you soul.
1: You say we're the next Bill Belichicks of fantasy football, though.
0: Um, no, because I, I have a soul. I'm <clears throat> just put that out there. Um, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, we know them, we love them, we know what to expect from them. They are going to. Mold their offense around their personnel. They've changed offense multiple times That's just how they roll and they have new personnel. Let's start at the top quarterback Cam Newton. He's the big signing. The question is Always has been for the last couple years. Is he the same Cam Newton? That he was before the shoulder injury and before the foot injury now, he's only one year removed from being the number two quarterback overall in fantasy Josh McDaniel's again like I said will cater to his skill set. Can he still run? Can he pass effectively? It's yet to be seen. Right now he's basically free so he's a very high upside play. How do you guys feel about Cam Newton this year?
1: So one thing that definitely changed about Cam Newton this year. He's now a vegan. Did you guys oh, know that? Interesting. That's all um, Adams is a vegan. He credits his recovery to his switch to being a vegan. Prince now fielder he's sticking became to that a vegan. diet and then forgot how to hit for power and then went back. That that is also correct. So maybe he'll be a little weaker if he follows um, Prince Fielder's approach, but not Jamal Adams. So that's probably a bad take. Well, Jamal Jamal Adams actually is
0: a pescatarian. I mean, I take that back.
1: Oh, okay. Um, anyway, besides food, really. So what you said, right? Cam Newton last time he played 16 games was a second overall quarterback. The other times he's played 16 games, three, four, three, one. He's been a top four quarterback every time he's played 16 games. Here's the issue. Now he's 31 years old. And he can't really throw. We saw last season that when he was healthy, he was having trouble throwing. And now he's coming off a of shoulder surgery. If anyone's gonna do it right, it's Belichick and McDaniels. And they know how to cater to shorter passes, use Edelman, use James White. I just don't know if Kevin Newton has that ability again. But like you said, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter that we don't know because we're not paying the price to know. Right now, he's quarterback 18. So if you want to go ahead and draft Cam Newton to start week one, or you want to draft Cam Newton and someone else and switch off throughout the year, or you want to let him go and put him on a watch list, fine. There's potential there, and I like upside picks. There's a chance I'd draft Cam Newton in a few leagues this year. But I'm not paying up for him if his ADP jumps. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that is you know reasonable especially because you're not getting the it's baked in right it's all upside there is no downside here at all so um that's cam newton it's basically that's where you have to stand um let's go to the running backs sony michelle michael called this one hugely disappointing season in 2019 same guy though that they rode to a championship in 2018 like, they rode that dude to a championship in 2018. He's going to have opportunity this year, but he had opportunity last year. He was 38th yeah. in snap share. So there was more There was more looks going to other running backs. But at the same time, even though he was 38th in sna- snap share, 9th in carries in the entire league. 10th in red zone touches with 45 in the entire league. 8th in 8 goal line touches was in the top half of the starters with 14. But that only converted to RB28. Ugh. So, yeah. Look, I know Michael's not a big fan of Sonny Michelle. What do you think about him this year?
1: No thanks. No thanks. No thanks. That's it. I don't I didn't get that. It's no. Thanks. I honestly believe that Sonny Michel should not even be drafted. He shouldn't. There's no upside. This is he averaged 3.7 yards per attempt last season. Do you know how hard it is? To get 247 NFL rushes and only get 912 yards on a good offense, dude, I honestly think that I could go join the Patriots right now and do better. Like that is absurd, absurdly bad. This dude obviously not. But let's let's use some hyperbole, all right? The people love it. (laughs) Jason, you are about the same size as Rex
0: Burkhead in general, so I think maybe there you go.
1: Look, he's a touchdown-dependent dude with bad knees. And he's not even a touchdown scorer. His two years, he has six and seven touchdowns. Not 13, not 14, six and seven. And now Cam Newton, the best goal-line running quarterback in NFL history, is on the team. And Damian Harris is there. Third-round pick last year. There is literally zero part of me that wants Sonny Michelle. I wouldn't even think about drafting him. I don't care if Isn't it's between into him. Isn't that his ADP at and this point? I'd, honestly, I'd probably rather have Damian Harris. Maybe he's better that, and maybe he takes over. Isn't that baked
0: into his ADP, though? There's no at upside. This
1: point. There's no upside. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, the way I feel about Sony Michel, I understand his ADP right now, though. Like, if you're taking him as your RB4 in the 10th right. round, then whatever. But, like, right. if you you can't trust this guy as, like, an RB1 or RB2, no way. I think he's basically, yeah. like... Honestly, the reason why I'm not drafting David Montgomery is because him... I feel like David Montgomery and Sony Michelle are the same exact player. They're gonna get early down work, but they both suck. So why would he want that player on your team? Why would he want the early down rusher who isn't gonna produce well on your team? No, Montgomery's in a much better situation. No, I mean that's why Montgomery's
0: going in the fifth round and and uh, Sony Michelle's going in the ninth. Uh, let's talk about the other guys in the backfield, though, because we're going to go through, like, five guys that might have a chance to get a carry in this season. But let's go to the second guy that's probably going to be the highest scorer out of this backfield, James White. We mentioned this many times in the podcast last year. James White was eerily consistent last year. He had nine games between nine and ten points. Nine games! Weren't they, like, in, in a, a row? row? Yeah. There yeah you seven, seven in a row where he was... At within a one point margin of error and not only that when he didn't score that much three games above that mark Three games below that mark three points. Finished were oh, three games Three, oh, okay,
1: okay.
0: three finishes RB 22 overall look at first I wrote him off as soon as Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers because you know Tom Brady likes to pepper his running backs But then Cam Newton He's kind of the same way Cam Newton loves throwing to his running backs about one in every four passes. Actually, a little more than one in every four passes in his career has gone to a running back, and that includes years that he didn't have the best receiving running back in the game in CMC. I love James White this year as an option off your bench because guess what? He's currently going at running back 40. If there was someone that I would bet the house on this year to outperform their ADP, it's James White. Running back 40? 40? Are you kidding? I love that value. You can get him in the 10th round. I'm stashing that guy on my bench anywhere I can.
1: Everything you said is correct. Um, I still don't want him. Yeah. But he's going to beat RB40, probably going to be somewhere in the 30s. I like to take upside shots late. Dude, last year, he's had 274 targets over the last three seasons. 645 receiving yards last year, third for running backs. Do we expect him to beat that number? I don't. I think, I, don't. We, I, I think it's reasonable to say he has this the same production. Even if he has the same production, we still have Burkhead there. Burkhead's healthy again. Like Jason said, they have Damian Harris too. I mean, Burkhead healthy is always a a maybe. Cam Newton's thrown to CMC in the past. He's thrown to his running backs. But yeah, quarterbacks throw to the running backs. Of course, his quarterbacks who throw to running backs more. And James White's not more. CMC. And James White's not CMC. It's going to be a different offense this year. I expect James White to be involved, but it's the same thing as the Cole Beasley argument. I like to shoot for upside in my drafts, and sure, I could put in James White and get eight points, right? I'd rather ride the waiver wave and get me a guy who has a chance of getting a lot more than eight. I agree. Let's talk about the other
0: guys on the team. You mentioned Rex Burkhead, probably the biggest vulture in the history of vultures. Brandon Bolden also, Damian Harris. Brandon Bolden opted out. Oh, Brandon,
1: so Brandon Bolden not... Yeah, how have we not mentioned that senior? yet? The Pats' entire defense is basically opting out. Yeah, Dante Hightower opted out. That's a big loss. There, I wouldn't be surprised if some
0: offensive personnel on the
1: Pats opt out
0: as well. Which would be good for go Cam
1: out. and James White. <laughs>
0: um, So, Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead. How, how, what, how long will it take? Obviously, these guys aren't going to be drafted on your roster.
1: What will it take for you to take them? Honestly, knowing Bill Belichick, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Rex Burkhead got more work than Sony Michelle Week 1. Cause who the f- knows what goes on in that guy's mind? So yeah. But I'm not gonna draft him. Did you just censor yourself? Yeah, who the knows, yeah. Jason? Did. It's more fun. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just talk to Michael and just censor myself. What it's the fun. Fuck you are you doing? Idiot. Go Good. <laughs> right. wow. You guys are you guys are like <laughs> equally weird twins. Um let's
0: go to the wide receivers. Let's start with Nikhil Harry. Disappointing rookie season to say the least, especially considering how many rookies had good seasons last year. Never really asserted himself in that offense after missing a few weeks in the beginning of the year, but it does look like he's going to be the number one option in terms of wide receiver going into the season. question is, can Cam elevate him? Only two wide receivers ever have led the team in catches on a Cam Newton-led offense, and the last person to do that was Kelvin Benjamin six years ago in 2014. So the question is, can Nikhil Harry have a better season this year than he did last year?
1: Yeah, I am... On the record, saying, I'm not going to own a single Patriots receiver this year. No, thank you. All of them. Outside of Cam's rookie season where he threw for 4,051 yards, he's thrown for under 3,500 passing yards every single other season. And 3,500 is a joke, basically, in today's NFL. Like you said, Calvin Benjamin had 1,008 yards in 2014, tied with Greg Olson. That's the last time a receiver was had over 1,000 yards. That's six years ago. Steve Smith was the only receiver to be super successful with Cam Newton. And none of these guys are Steve Smith. Like, it has not been good. They have, and even the last two seasons, he was just feeding Christian McCaffrey over and over. Since 2011, Christian McCaffrey's the only player to catch over 90 passes. He caught 107 passes one year. A Cam Newton receiver has never caught 80 passes in a season. 80. That's five a game. Never. Not a single season where a Cam Newton receiver caught 80 passes. Draft the receivers at your own peril. Honestly, Nikhil Harry's ADP is wide receiver 61. He's the only one I would slightly consider because you're getting him in like the 12th, 13th round. And he has the best upside to be the Calvin Benjamin or the Devin Funchess for uh, for Cam Newton. The guy who's going to get it in the end zone and catch... 50 passes, 900 yards, 8 touchdowns. I could see something like that happening. I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if something like that did happen. But the other two guys are a joke. Julian Edelman is going as wide receiver 34. You're telling I me Julian... That's... Julian Edelman, I would bet $100,000 that I don't have that Julian Edelman yeah. does not end in the top 34 receivers. This is a I mean, 30... You're you're talking about wide receiver seven from last year, though. A 34-year-old journeyman slot receiver who's Journeyman?
0: Made... Journeyman? He hasn't journeyed anywhere.
1: He's 34 years old. He's been with Tom Brady his whole career. Fine. Tom Brady has made Julian Edelman. Journeyman? Julian Edelman is not that good. Take he that leads back. the league in drops like every single year. Like, I like Julian Edelman, but let's be real. That's a fact. You're hating. No, he's not I'm hating. not hating. But now he's 34 he's years old. With Cam Newton at quarterback, he's a volume-based receiver with a non-volume-based quarterback who is inaccurate. But you're taking him to be, like, he's being drafted a wide receiver 34, which means
0: he's not being drafted to be your superstar. He's being drafted to be a back-end wide receiver 3. Yeah, which is
1: stupid. Don't uh, do it. I don't know.
0: Look, Cam Newton likes likes to throw to tight ends and running backs. There's not a tight end to speak of. So the slot receiver is going to get peppered from... From Cam Newton, I could see Julian Edelman if he stays healthy getting five to eight targets a game, no problem.
1: What's five to eight targets from Cam Newton, though? Yeah, I mean we're we're yet to see. Will two years ago Will it was really Julian good. Edelman catch any passes? If you want to look at his super small true throw value, it's absolutely atrocious from last season and the I mean, two games he, he played. It. Just saying. Will would you trust Julian Edelman? To catch 80 passes this season, the only receiver in Cam Newton's life to catch 80 passes. Even if it's 10 yards ca- a catch, that's 800 yards. The only quarterback I do with not want Julian Edelman lower true in my value team. last year was Josh Rosen.
0: I just I don't know. I just think that you're also thinking about a Cam Newton in Carolina with a very different type of offense, and he likes throwing to like he they also throwing like throwing to, to
1: the running backs, like you said. Yeah, but they also have
0: tight ends, too, and there's not a tight end to throw here, so the slot receiver is going to get that work.
1: They also have Mohamed Sanu, the thir- 31-year-old actual journeyman. His ADP is wide receiver 82. Look, I'm not drafting Muhammad Sanu either, but there should not be a 48-yard, uh, excuse me, 48-spot difference between Edelman and Sanu. That's stupid. Drafting Edelman as wide receiver 34 is stupid.
0: I think you're underestimating who Julian Adamolian is, but we'll see. He is 34
1: years old. And he leads um, the leagues in drop passes every single year, man. And injury prone. And he's and
0: Mark. Pro. What about Sanu and Marquis Lee? No reason to, to mention them.
1: No. Yeah. I, I mean, think Marquis interesting. Sanu in like the 28th round of a best ball draft, be my guest. He'll probably have a couple of usable games, but... I just hope Marquis Lee prevails because of his... History. I always like Marquis yeah. Lee. Come back from injury. Um, Matt...
0: Let's go to tight end. Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo, hard pass. And Devin Asiasi,
1: the Rook, third-round pick. Oh, the best-case okay. scenario for any of the tight ends is to put up, like, 400 yards. So Am I no crazier or do I, do I see some absurd Asiasi hype sometimes on Twitter? Yeah, it's pretty funny. It, well, as I mean, whenever you have a tight end in a Patriots uniform, you're going to see hype. Look, we've said this every single season ever. Don't draft rookie tight ends. Uh, if you're new and this is hearing it for the first time, don't draft rookie tight ends especially Devin Asiassi. Like if TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant last year couldn't be everyday weekly starters and they were both drafted in like the top 20 picks, what is Devin Asiassi going to do? Let's Asiassi our way over to the one
0: injury away, our last category. For me, it's Damian Harris. Look, third-round pick, super productive at Alabama. Rex Burkhead has never been trusted with a full workload. Uh, so if Sony Michelle does go down... It's Damian Harris who's going to get the brunt of the work. And I don't even think Sony Michel has to go down necessarily. If Sonny Michel continues not to produce, I Bill Belichick's never been a guy to stay with a guy even though he's not producing just because he's under contract, just because he's a first-round pick. So I think Damian Harris is that guy. Michael, what do you got?
1: My injury away is nobody. Because if Sonny Michel gets hurt, guess what? It's just going to be White, Burkhead, and Damian Harris still. And you're not going to want to start any of them. I'm not touching a single... Patriot player this the season. Maybe Cam you guys, Newton. If you guys didn't... Maybe Cam Newton just guys, because of the rushing. If you guys didn't notice, Michael is not on the Patriots this year. Not at fantasy. all. Not at all. My injury away, Sony Michelle, in case Cam Newton gets injured. And then he becomes mm-hmm. the goal back once again.
0: All right. So that is all for our Patriots preview. Uh, Michael, where can they find you? At Brodo FF
1: Mike. Jason? At Brodo FF Jason.
0: And you can find me at Broto FF Tim on Twitter. See what we did there. Also on Twitter, at Broto Fantasy for everything Brodo-related. BrodoFantasy.com. Patreon.com slash BrodoFantasy for all the extras. And make sure to check us out every oh, yeah. single week. Two episodes, we talk about every single fantasy viable player. And we give a waiver-wire episode on our Patreon. Plus extras and giveaways and leagues. We are a fully functioning fantasy conglomerate here. So check us out, BrodoFantasy.com. Uh, next time, we are going to finish up the AFC East with the Miami Dolphins. So, until then, we'll see you next time. Later. Later. Next time. Next time. Later. Later.